Welcome back to the Happy Hour, a palate cleansing podcast. I'm Malachi Wade. And I am Shayla Martos. And this is our last episode of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but it's also mine and Malachi's last episode before we graduate from SF State. I'm not crying. You're crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. (laughs) (laughs) So in honor of those graduating and all the hard work we've done for the Golden Gate Express and Express Magazine, we have a very special segment featuring some Express reporters and their thoughts on the semester. We'll also have a delicious holiday cocktail for you to keep you warm this season. But before we start celebrating, we have updates on the new White House communications team, new COVID-19 regulations to help protect workers, and free Wi-Fi for Oaklanders. So let's get into some happy news. President-elect Joe Biden has recently confirmed an all-female communications team for the White House. According to an article from NPR, it is the first time in history that the communications team is entirely women. Hell yeah. Can I get a hell Hell yeah? yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) For those who may not know, the White House communications team plays an important role in coordination and organization of publicity for initiatives, programs, and people within the White House. Biden also appointed Neera Tendon to his cabinet as the director of the Office of Management and Budget, making her the first woman of color to hold that position. Ha ha! Woohoo! Tandon is president and CEO of the Center for American Progress and also helped draft the Affordable Care Act under President Obama. Tandon is the child of immigrant parents from India. Although Biden's administration picks are already more inclusive than Trump's, lawmakers from marginalized communities, namely the Asian American, Pacific Islander, Black, and Latinx communities, are demanding more representation in Biden's top administrative positions, according to Politico. We desperately need more representation in positions of power, but there must be infrastructures to support these leaders so they can create lasting change. Exactly. You put one person at a position and you don't have anyone to back them up, then they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Up next, California's Division of Occupational Safety and Health, known as Cal OSHA, expanded emergency regulations to protect workers from COVID-19. According to KQED, these regulations include, but are not limited to, identifying and communicating COVID-19 hazards, providing proper PPE for workers, ensuring physical distancing while working, commuting, and in provided housing, providing free COVID-19 testing in case of outbreak, and training employees in safety protocol and benefits they are entitled to. These new rules are all well and good. The question is who's actually going to do it. Kalosha Chief Doug Parker said in their press release, For employers who need time to fully implement regulations, enforcement investigators will take their good-faith efforts to implement their emergency standards into consideration. The Office of Administrative Law approved the regulations this Monday, following a unanimous vote from the Kalosha board in November. This gives me hope, and while I remain a skeptic about the influence of state government on corporations, we now have the legislation to hold them accountable. Yes. Housing is a human right. Water, food, and healthcare are human rights. And so is access to the internet. Within the last two weeks, the city of Oakland began hosting Oak Wi-Fi, free internet with speeds up to 100 megabytes per second in downtown and West Oakland. The project is financed by $7.7 million of Oakland's federal coronavirus relief CARES Act funding, according to Oakland side. 
the city plans to expand Oak Wi-Fi coverage to more neighborhoods by using 13 miles of fiber optics cables built for the Bus Rapid Transit BRT, a bus line that goes through many marginalized communities. Also, and this is the really cool part, the city plans to use simple street lights as access points to deliver Wi-Fi signals. So Oak Wi-Fi follows the city's Oakland Undivided Initiative, which raised $13 million to provide 25,000 laptops and internet to Oakland families, according to their website. During the COVID-19 pandemic, it is more important than ever to have online access for virtual learning, job applications, doctor's appointments, and more. According to numerous sources like the American Public Health Association, American Society of Law, Medicine, and Ethics, the National Library of Medicine, and so many more, access to the internet is public health. So this is a step in the right direction. They need to expand to East Oakland, but this is definitely a start. Ain't that the damn truth. I'm so excited for all the folks in Oakland who really need this. In the documentary I've been producing, No Man's Land, we worked with the United Front Against Displacement, and access to Wi-Fi is a huge issue for those experiencing homelessness. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll have some lovely folks tell us about their highlights of the semester. Fall 2020 has been the first completely online semester for the Golden Gate Express and Express Magazine. So here are a few of our reporters, our amazing reporters, just wonderful people, sharing their highlights, their worries, and their hopes for the future. Hi, my name is Haraka Madala. I'm a photo editor with Golden Gate Express newspaper, and this is my final semester at SF State. Yay! <laughs> I am both excited and super nervous about getting out of college, although I've been telling everyone that I cannot wait to be done with college. I have multiple highlights, I want to say, but if I were to talk about the best of them, it would definitely be um, me becoming a photo editor. Because uh, I didn't apply for the position, right? I, I, I've been a staff photojournalist with Golden Gate Express since June of this year. In October, both James, the photo editor, and um, David, the EIC, they both um, messaged me asking if I'd be down to be another photo editor along with James and I was just like oh this is so cool one thing I'm definitely looking forward to after graduating would be to get some really good sleep because my sleep cycle right now is totally messed up I'm worried about the uncertainty that I'm gonna have to deal with after graduating I'm still really nervous about being able to get a job and being able to get a job that pays well because it's also a bit of a pressure from my family they're very sure about how much i can how much money i can make with photojournalism and um they're always like oh we know somebody who's gonna like get you a job that can pay well some corporate jobs or something to do with human resources and i'm just like oh my god i am paul kelly and i am the arts and entertainment editor a highlight of my last semester or perhaps i should say my last year because this is actually my penultimate semester currently a highlight of my semester was the election coverage and all of the stories that I got to be a part of, got to edit and report on and just write during the election season this year. 
I feel was the highlight of this semester for me personally in that it was one of my first times dealing with uh, breaking news or things that were of a breaking news nature and writing something on a very quick turnout rate and seeing it put up quickly. That was just an exhilarating feeling of doing something kind of on the fly and still feeling that it's coming out adequately or that it's coming out at a good level of quality. But something that I am looking forward to in terms of my future is, well, getting paid to write, getting paid in general, hopefully getting paid. And things that I'm worried about, I'm worried about a lot, but I'm also worried, not worried about anything at the same time. And I guess that's just kind of the space that I exist in. It seems more than a little bit daunting to enter an actual professional journalism workspace. But at the same time, when that opportunity comes, if it comes for me, hopefully, uh, I'll be able to overcome it. Hi, my name is Emily Curiel. I'm a photographer for Golden Gate Express. The highlight of my semester was stumbling across a story that I was very passionate about, and it was on a young entrepreneur who opened up a taco spot during the pandemic. And that was just like my baby during the semester. And I'm so proud of it and I'm so happy that I had the chance to share it with the world. And it's about tacos. Like, <laughs> who doesn't love tacos? I love tacos. What I'm looking forward to is finding a job that appreciates what I do and that pays well. Because let's, like, let's be honest, like, life is hard, especially right now. What I'm worried about is not finding a job and having to move back in with my parents in SoCal because that is not the goal. My goal was to come up here, finish school, and find a job. As a person with anxiety and depression, I just, I feel like this whole year has been a big worry bubble. So, so hope. Not hopefully, because my cousin says never to hope, to just do it. So by the end of my last semester, I want to have a job and be on my own and do what I love and, yeah, just accomplish my goals. My name is Camille Cohen, and my position this semester was managing editor of Express Magazine. I'm torn between two things for the highlight of my last semester. It might have been production of our issue two, where I got to be in San Francisco um, with our art director, Eloise Kelsey. And, you know, we had a lot of late nights talking about design and interrupting our conversations about other things with breakthroughs about the spread. And it just came really close to what I imagined for my last semester. And then another highlight has to be making the cover story for issue three. Um, Holy Common Ground was a photo story that I had been working on for a few weeks and I was really intimidated to write it but I think it came out okay and the look and feel of the issue just cemented it that just some work that I was really proud of. I'm looking forward to seeing where journalism takes me next. I mean, so far I've gotten to go all around the world. Um, I got to see France and San Francisco and Thailand and I hope that or I know that it will continue taking me to new places and I'm just excited for this next phase. I worry about the future of journalism. I think that the old standards were not efficient in 
telling stories from diverse perspectives and those standards have eroded anyways with the invention of social media and the ability for anyone to post anything online. I think we're moving into a new phase and I worry that journalism hasn't been valued for what it should be at the moment. It is so necessary, intrinsically important to democracy, um, but I don't think that journalists are respected or paid as though they are indispensable. I hope that I get to see that transition to where maybe it will be, but I know I'm going to do it anyways, even if it doesn't become a profitable industry. My name is Justin Garcia. I am a reporter. A highlight from my last semester would be not procrastinating as much. I used to procrastinate a lot on my work in general, and I feel like I've had to put a stop to that just to help myself be more organized and not rush through things. What am I looking forward after graduating? Probably getting into the work field, something related to journalism. I would rather it be something really creative. I'm worried about after I graduate not being able to find a job or having to settle for something that I don't enjoy or I don't like. I feel, especially right now with the pandemic, a lot of uncertainty, but I try to take day by day and just keep powering through it. Hi, my name is Adriana Murga. I am the city news editor at Golden Gate Express. The highlight of this semester, I think it was getting to work with many of my classmates as reporters and get stories out. I think I learned a lot from it um, and, I, and it was a great experience for me and I think I'm always gonna remember. Right now, since we're in finals, I'm looking forward to just go to sleep and have some free time where I'm not stressed about work or school and definitely spend some time with my loved ones. Even though I'm not traveling anywhere from that for the holidays, I am looking forward to just, you know, relax a little bit. I think I'm worried about next semester and how I'm gonna, you know, manage to do everything since this semester has been extremely hard and I feel like I'm a little bit burned out. So those are kind of my worries that I'm gonna just not produce as good work because this past year has been just very exhausting. Yeah, thank you. Hi, happy hour listeners. I'm Shelly Wang. Um, I've been a reporter for Golden Gate Express newspaper this past semester. Um, a highlight for me has definitely been still being able to produce and deliver important stories during this pandemic, despite it being pretty difficult. But it's made me realize just how good we had it before being able to conduct interviews in person. I'm really looking forward to a nice winter break where I can just kind of turn off my journalistic mode a bit and recharge. I feel like everybody needs that. But hopefully finding a job that actually excites and encourages me is in my cards for the future. But with COVID, it does really worry me about certain opportunities being cut short or just not being there at all. 
My name is Catherine Burgos and I'm a photographer. My highlight of the semester was being able to meet new people and gain experience. What I'm looking forward to is graduating next semester in spring 2021 and going back home. What I'm worried about is not being able to find a job once I go back to LA. My name is Erica Gray and I am a staff reporter for Express Magazine. The highlight of my semester was getting to write my issue one story. That piece was about first responders and victims of 9-11. The story really focused on their mental health and how that experience affected them emotionally when it happened and how it still affects them emotionally to this day. That piece was really special to me um, because a few of my sources for that story were my family members. After graduating, I really look forward to working in my field. I'm really excited to see where my words can take me. And I look forward to continuing to interview people and hearing other people's perspectives and other people's stories. I wouldn't necessarily say I have any worries, but I would say that it is bittersweet graduating. I am a little sad that, you know, I'm not going to be at SF State anymore. I really enjoyed working with everyone the last few years, and yeah, it was a great experience. My name is James Wyatt, and I'm the photo editor for the newspaper. For the fall 2020 semester, I would have to say my highlight was definitely the fire story in Santa Rosa. I just decided at the middle of the night to go take a Uber, which cost $80 to Santa Rosa. And then I had it drop me off kind of like at the police line. And then I walked like maybe a mile and a half up to this fire. And that was just like a pretty exciting night. I mean, obviously it was sad for a lot of people who were affected, but it ended up being a really cool story. So I was pretty happy about that. Looking forward to what I'm, to looking forward to after I graduate, I have to say just, just kind of not being able, like not having to have like a grade matter for what I do journalistically and just having the free time to kind of just do whatever I want. As long as the world keeps going to shit, I think there will be stories to cover, so I think I'll be all right. Hi, my name is Nia Coates, and I'm a staff writer on the Express Magazine for the 2020 fall semester. The highlight of this last semester, I feel like the highlight was my second story, my story about the artists being featured in the DeYoung Museum. Yeah, it was just so much fun being able to talk about art, something that I do enjoy, and being able to interview artists, which is like what I want to do for the majority of my career. Like looking at that story really just makes me happy. After graduating, I really don't know what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to not being a student, but I have major anxiety about not being a student as well. I am really looking forward to being able to write on my blog and start doing prints for that a lot more because that's something that I've been doing for like my entire college career. I'm looking forward to being able to put a lot more of my time into something that I'm actually passionate about. Not that I'm not passionate about writing for the newspaper or the magazine at State, but like being able to write for myself with like no restrictions or like no real deadlines because it's just me, me writing. 
that's what I'm really interested in. Um, I'm really worried about not being a student. And, like, I'm happy about it, but it's scary at the same time. Being a student has always been the main part of my life, so without that, I'm not really sure how I feel. <laughs> Hi, my name is Chris Ramirez. I'm the current managing editor for Express. And one of the highlights, I think, of this semester, it would be the voter guide. You know, we had three different translations for it. And if I remember correctly, it's one of the most viewed things on the site from this semester. And I don't know, like I'm really just happy that we were able to get, you know, make it as accessible as possible for everyone. Definitely helped me, informing me on the different propositions. And I don't know, I, I was really proud of that, working on it with Olivia and, you know, the different reporters that helped translate it. What am I looking forward to for next semester because I'm not graduating right now? I would say I'm definitely excited of, you know, taking on EIC for next semester. I have a lot of ideas of just, you know, kind of exploring what community means and, you know, kind of creating that sense of like, I don't know, familiarity, both in the newsroom and, you know, with the campus community. Definitely taking any ideas that anyone might have. And what am I worried about? What am I not worried about? <laughs> the thing that I'm most worried about, I think is just not living up to my own expectations and the expectations of others. I think, you know, I have a lot of concerns and worries, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, as long as I give it my all, I think that I'll be okay, but I don't know. Again, open to any suggestions. And welcome back. We are so lucky to have worked with such amazing journalists and friends this semester. And for those graduating, congratulations. And for those who aren't, good fucking luck. Really? I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah. My condolences. <laughs> we want to wrap up our stories with some tips on how to help yourself and your family deal with 2020 holiday stress with information from the CDC, Capital Public Radio, and National Geographic. The holiday season is the hardest part of the year, especially for lower income and marginalized folks. The stress from dealing with cold weather, bills, and providing presents for loved ones is made exponentially worse because of the pandemic. We want to talk about this to help everyone figure out how to get through the end of the year. For instance, Nat Geo recommends we all start a daily gratitude practice for ourselves and our families. Try saying what you're thankful for at every meal you spend with others, or even at the start of your day after you wake up. It's like doing positive affirmations. Yeah. I'm or have like a, a gratefulness journal, just like 10 yeah. things you're thankful for from the week. Yeah, you don't have to be grateful just on one day of the year or like mm -hmm. a few. But this can be difficult because according to a report from the American Psychological Association, 67% of Americans say their stress has increased over the course of the pandemic. Uh, but I'll, I'll be the first to say, hey, PA, I think your numbers are a bit low. While I and my classmates struggle to finish up all these final projects, the media consistently tells us that we are underproductive. So I see you're 30 under 30, and I raise you 22 under an extreme amount of stress. <laughs> Well, this handout from the CDC gives us the plain cheese pizza version of mental health mindfulness. Healthy diets, good sleep habits, regular exercise. Well, thank you for that, CDC. I haven't slept or been outside in two days while I edit my final video, and the bike I bought at the beginning of the pandemic is staring me down every time I walk to the refrigerator for another pint of ice cream, but thank you. I'll make sure to take care of that. My mom booked me for a weekly Sunday yoga class, so I finally get off my butt and stop working 70 straight hours a week. And and have you been going? Yes. Oh, that's good. But I don't do 
anything on the other day. So I feel like it's <laughs> kind of canceling out right now. <laughs> exactly. So Emiliano Simon Thomas, science director at the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley, shared some more helpful tips with CAP Radio. One of those is to practice being fully present. Spend some time away from your screen and do a puzzle, make some art, or play Scrabble with your household. Also, since a lot of us can't spend quality time with the folks we love, the lack of interpersonal touch is really taking its toll. Simon Thomas says that while it may seem odd, if you place your own hand on your chest, close your eyes, and let the touch feel supportive like from a loved one, it can help. Also, masturbation. Get those good brain chemicals going. (laughs) I mean, you're you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Self-touch is more important than ever right now. Give yourself a hug. Give yourself some love. You know? Mm It helps. It really does. So this holiday season, it's also important to not blame yourself or your family members for changed plans and altered traditions. Remember that the real culprit is COVID-19 and a negligent federal government. Snaps. I get the snaps. (laughs) Snappies. (laughs) Snappies. (laughs) And with that, it's time for our tailor-made cocktail. We're dedicating this one to my mom, who loved the drink I made for Thanksgiving. We want to finish off this year with a nice mulled wine, or vin chaud, if you're nasty. Let's call this one, we're graduating, mull it over. <laughs> so you're going to start with a bottle of inexpensive red wine. I really like that two-buck chuck, which has gone up, but inflation, you know, going to hit Trader mm-hmm. Joe's too. Slice an orange and an apple, and if so desired, peel the orange a little bit as well so you don't get too much bitterness. In a large pot, add your wine, fruit, and the following assortment of spices, cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, and star anise. These are just the basics, but you can pretty much add in anything that you'd like. You can either use pre-powdered spices or crush them fresh in a mortar and pestle. Simmer your concoction until the wine just starts to bubble. You don't want it to boil or you'll lose the alcohol. So you just let it simmer on low heat for 15 minutes or to an hour or so, depending on how much flavor you want. Then you strain it, add any sweetener like honey or sugar, depending on how sweet you want it. And finally, serve it hot and drink a lot. (laughs) And for a non-alcoholic warm winter beverage, you can make hot apple cider using the same mulling spice and fruit combo. I know as soon as I turn in that last final edit, I'm making myself a whole pot of mullet over and drinking it by myself over a borrowed copy of Parable of the Talents. Classic. (laughs) And now, Malachi, it is time for our last call of the year. The last, last call of our SF State School careers. What's making you happy this week? Well, when you put it that way, um, (laughs) (laughs) I... I'm very happy to be handing off Express Magazine to a really enthusiastic, qualified person. Um, We just confirmed her today. She ran unopposed, but, you know, it's still nice to go through the process. Um, So shout out to Madison. I'm excited about, um, you know, what she's going to do and what new perspective she's going to take, bring to the table. And also my boyfriend, Alan, got me a baby Yoda pop socket for my phone. So I am living off that high right now i am so proud of you for both of these things very cute oh very very cute y'all can't see it but it is very cute shaylin what's making you happy this week oh um really big really big news for shaylin i finally have a driver's license oh my gosh (laughs) finally i turned 26 in like 
in like six weeks and I never had a driver's license. And it, wow, that's a decade. That's a decade of not having a driver's license, Shaylin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it and now I have it. Now I feel good about myself and my like ID photo looks like I'm trying to fight someone. And that's actually pretty on brand. Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm just really excited to be done with SM State and um, to be able to visit my family because, you know, they've been quarantining. They're waiting for me. They're they're so ready to spend some time with me and they've they've really missed me and and I've really missed them. And and just knowing that for the first time in in so many years, I'll be able to go and and hold my sisters and and be with my mom and not think about the homework that I have to do Mm -hmm. and how I'm putting off like responsibilities. Like a break, a real break. Are you serious? What is that? And so both Shaylin and I have a birthday in January. I'm going to be 23. Yeah. She's going to be 26. We're graduating college and it feels it's a lot of feelings and I'll probably cry and eat a lot of ice cream. But I just we found each other at SF State. <laughs> so, um, you know, I didn't know we were doing this. <laughs> I didn't know that we were doing this. <laughs> I don't have anything prepared. Whips out like a whole, a, a whole like friggin' um, speech. Just pull yeah. out your note cards. No, I'm just, I'm really thankful that we've had the opportunity to work with each other and to work with all of these amazing people mm-hmm. who have helped us out. Like, thank you to everyone who has joined us on the show or helped us edit. We love and appreciate every single one mm-hmm. of you. Thank you to Paul C. Kelly for audio editing on this episode. And thank you to Armand Bellamoria for composing and recording our fantastic theme music. We will be taking a much-needed holiday break and returning with some more happy stories on January 22nd, 2021. So, happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. And for the last time... The Happy Hour podcast is produced in collaboration with the Golden Gate Express newspaper and Express Magazine out of San Francisco State University. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 